Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. You almost forgot to speak there, Sam. It wasn't just no, a I pause. Didn't. It wasn't just a pause. You thought you sounded genuinely startled that I'd started this podcast. Who? What the fuck's going on here? What? Right? Because I've. It's been a weird year or so for me, and you know that I've God. had neurological. You know that I used to be epileptic, right? I, so I've I got. I think you mentioned it once. You see a lot of things, though. It's not bullshit, mate. Don't you remember when I told you when I had a I had an epileptic fit and pissed my pants when I was having a cough and drop, and then I woke up in front of Emma Ellis in the sick bay, yeah. And the nurse came in and I said, "What's happened?" She went, "You had a fit and you've wet your pants, but your mummy's on her way to get you." Right. Was this the time in front of this girl? Was it an epileptic fit when you came downstairs, starters? When you were sick? No, that was your hernia, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was your There's hernia. There's loads Sorry. of other epileptic fit ones. First time I went to Amsterdam with my mates, we went into a coffee shop at like 10 in the morning. Mm. And next thing I know, they've all got up to leave. And I went, oh, hold up, lads. That was the last words they heard. And they turned around and I was on the floor having a massive seizure. Right. And there was plastic fucking tables and chairs everywhere. And my poor mate, Ben, he'd... Um, he was trying to... Uh, he didn't know what to do because we were only 17 mm. and it must have been really scary. And uh, he thought he should hold me down, which I don't want to be responsible for the death of any epileptics, but I think... But Google this, Cunters, mm. if you're not sure. I don't think you are supposed to pin down an epileptic. I, don't I think look. you're supposed to just let them do their thing. All right? I know is I think you've got to try and uh, avoid tongue swallowing. Yeah. So if you got to put them on their side, maybe or in the recovery position. But I but believe, and again, you should Google this. Put them on their side in the recovery position, right? <laughs> and then give them a, a right big kick up the arse, and that just makes them stop. Reboots them and literally spring reboots back to them. Life. Yeah, it's a reboot. Anyway, I put, he was all, he was prematurely bald, and even at seventeen, he oh, had a received an airline. I ripped a fistful of his hair out in oh, my hand during the seizure. I woke up. I had a fist. I had a fistful of my mate's hair. And I had a fucking trouser full of my own urine, mm. right? And there was these German kids in there who were about our age, and they were stood back against the fucking wall, like, with their fucking jaws to the floor. And I was like, what the fuck's going Because as far as they're concerned, some British kid had just stood up from a table and then just gone mad and started fucking kicking tables and chairs everywhere. Yeah. And do you know what the fucking Dutch owner of the coffee shop said? What? He went, ha, ha. My mate said, sorry, or some of my mates literally ran away. Like, because, you know, when you're 17, some mates are cunts. Yeah. And they thought, that's really embarrassing. Yeah. He's freaking out. Mm. He's had a whitey. Peg mm. it. But a couple of mates covered themselves in glory by sticking around, right? right? And they said, sorry about this, mate. And this fucking Dutch guy went, hey, no problem. Temple balls. Gets them every time. 
And they went, <laughs> what do you mean by that? And he goes, he goes, yeah. Yeah, it was pure Dutch style this and that. He goes, five English boys come in and, and one of them gets temple balls, which was this particularly strong strain of hash. I didn't fucking know. One of my mates had got it, I suppose. I, I was the sort who'd go in and say, can you give me the weakest thing you have yeah. so I can still appear to be going along with it, but I'm not going to get too yeah. high. You know, temple, and, and they go, yeah, five English guys come in, one of them gets temple balls. I know one of them's leaving on a stretcher. <laughs> and I was like, thanks very much, dickhead. <laughs> Fucking arsehole. You don't mind selling it to us, though. You probably watched there with a grin on your, your dish and yeah. that face watching me as I slowly went green and then collapsed. Here it comes. <laughs> Here it comes. I Get wish- ready, everyone. There's going to be a little bit of dish and dat. A little wish- bit of pushing and shoving. I wish someone would come along and invent a camera phone so I can film all these and put them on YouTube, <laughs> which also hasn't been invented yet. So it's got me thinking, Sorry, this, pod- this is, this is kind of like the Joy Division of podcasts then, Top Flight Time Machine. Yeah. And I'm already wondering who I'm going to go on and do the new order of podcasts with. No, 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 because... <laughs> That would have been if I died then. <laughs> Times passed. Touch wood. I haven't had an epileptic seizure since about the year 2003. Oh, okay then. Right? So they'd say, you know, if you've got mild form of this, petty mild, it can sometimes pass hmm. as you get older. It's something that affects you when you're in adolescence or, young, you know, young man. Good. The young, the young man stays your life. So I think I'm going to be all right, but who fucking knows? I mean, yeah, it could be it by a bus tomorrow, mate. It was same for all of us. Do you know what I mean? Personally, I prefer New Order to Joy Division anyway. I do as well. So because I find way. it, I find it more fun. Yeah, it's win-win either way for me. Um, yeah. What got us onto this, by the way? Well, when you said earlier that I seem to have forgotten to speak, there was this moment where I thought, "Here I am, sat in a bedroom, <laughs> and I'm looking at a phone." And there's a a northerner, a northern man, looking back at me, and we both got large microphones, and he's just said, "My name is Andy Dawson." And then looked at me expectantly, and part of me thought, "What the fuck's happening?" <laughs> but now I remember what this is all about. I thought I've had a seizure and come to a year later. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of um, fleeting moments and split-second decisions, I forgot to talk about this on yesterday's podcast, on the Monday one. Mm. I don't know if you saw that I went viral at the weekend on Twitter with video of me hacking down yes. my own child in front it of the North disgusting. Stand. It was a disgusting challenge, and I meant to take issue with that on yesterday's podcast <laughs> myself. I didn't know it went viral. Was this not just... <laughs> Your existing fans giving you shit was this like people who didn't even know of you and were like, "Look at this horrible man." No, 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 I didn't get. I got very little negative response from it all. Lots of people said it was brilliant, and it had something like eighty thousand views on Twitter and like two thousand likes and all that sort of thing. The thing was, you had to start. Talk me through it, mate. For those who haven't seen it, and it sounds like there's only a few, but my my version, just briefly, is that you and your son were engaged in a race as part of halftime entertainment and Sunderland game. Yeah. Uh, he was obviously, he's 11 years old, so he was obviously winning. You were struggling. Uh, but yeah. then at the last minute, it appeared that you it just came into your head that there was no way you could be humiliated by your own son yeah. in front of your cathedral of My football. People. and yeah. All of your mates and all your people watching. And so you lunged, much like Willie Young did on Paul Allen in the 1980 yeah. FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. in one of the most horrendous professional fouls ever. Cynical. You just fucking lunged desperately. Yeah. Um, and you you basically went through him. You went clean through him. And it was, <sighs> it was it was it was it was sickening. 
I was sickened by it. No, that's I, why I, I haven't even contacted you about it until now. No, I think you've exaggerated. What it what it was, we both start next to the dugouts and we've got a race around the perimeter of the pitch to the opposite halfway line. So I've got a head start of about eight or nine seconds because I'm old and fat and he's a kid full of energy and beans and all that. So by the time we got to the halfway line opposite, he just about caught up with me and then they throw a ball onto the pitch and you've got to run towards the ball and the first one to get the ball in the back of the net is the winner. Now, my first touch was pretty good. I got to the ball first. First touch was decent. I was starting to run out of energy by this point. Second touch went away to the right, just into his path. So then he got possession of the ball. And then he yeah. took, a, took, a, took a couple of touches into the box, was about to score, open goal, obviously, no goalkeeper. Yeah. And I just thought, I'm not having this. And I did. No. I, I did. I did a Willie Young. I slid in on him, but I didn't wipe him out. I clipped him. I clipped his leg, clipped his oh. trailing leg, took him down. And he got straight back up, put the ball in the net, and everyone loved it. He was the, the hero. Is, mate, I was the bad guy. The thing is, as it usual. looks the intent is to go through him. The only reason that it nah, wasn't a full sorry, no. career-ending no, no. tackle no, no. was because you didn't have the legs to execute it, but you can see what your intent is, and your no. intent, I think, is to do serious damage. No, no, if you watch it, it's beautifully, deftly timed. You watch it, right? I slide, and then I clip him with my right toe. Do you get any of the ball whatsoever? None whatsoever, but I didn't damage him either. He got back up and put the ball in there. But what I was going to say was talking about fleeting moments and split-second decisions. When I got that ball and I took that first touch, I was about 35 yards out. And for a split second, I thought, fuck the kid. I don't care whether he wants to win this or what. I could put this in from the outside of me, with the outside of me foot from 35 yards out and it'll be a, a dream come true for me. But do you think you would have done? For a split second, I nearly did. And then I, but do you think you could have done though? You could have tried it, but thirty-five yards. Could you goal? have hit it from thirty-five yards? Yeah, probably. In, how confident would you have uh, into an open goal? Sixty-four. That's way 60, outside the area. Sixty-four. Because you could have made a double cunt out of yourself. Couldn't well, you? Uh, you know, if you're going to make a cunt out of yourself, you might as well make a double cunt out of yourself. Yeah, you might as well double you know, down. You're right. So, just for that. Do you second, have any regrets? Do you have any regrets about what happened on Friday? None whatsoever. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Would he remember it more if I hadn't took him out? Of course not. He'd probably forget about it in a couple of years, but now it's a what, life memory. What, what has he said about it oh, he in loved the it. aftermath? He loved it. He loved it. Yeah, of course he did. Dad, yeah. Dad, I want to tell you, I want, and I mean this, Dad, that moment where I was clean through on goal because I'd bested you <laughs> and I was gearing up to score a glorious goal in front of of the Sunderland faithful at the my home of football, yeah. that moment where you lunged at my Achilles and sent me at the last second tumbling down in an undignified pile. Yeah, I loved that, Dad. I loved every moment of it, and yeah. that is why you're the best dad in the world. Pretty much, that's how it went down. Yeah, yeah. And the memory will just go more and more strong as as years go by, and he'll he'll love it even more. Yeah, he got to do it, didn't do you, he? Um, he got to do it. You know, like now, he's at the age where he can naturally beat you at a lot of things. Yeah. I imagine he can beat you at a lot of video games FIFA, and darts, certainly a lot of, things, of yeah. real life sport. Yeah. But my son's seven, so I want to whisper now because I don't want to hear this, but a lot of things I'm still able to beat him at. Not yeah. everything, but a lot of things. How often do you beat him? So, Well, 
about 50-50, right. maybe 60-40 in his favour. Where's the balance, right? Mm. And there'll be other fathers listening who have very particular views on this between, you know, you don't want to be competitive dad. You mm. don't want to be crushing him and beating him every time and using your superior physicality and wisdom. Yeah. But at the same time, and also, you know, that... I. With some games, you think he'd just get bored and not want to play anymore if he lost every time. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't... It's not good for his development if you lull him into a sense that he is invincible. That he can win every time. Yeah, you've well, got because a, he, might, he, might, he, might, he might beat you every day in the back garden playing football. Yeah. But then he goes and comes up... So he thinks he's fucking amazing. Then he comes up against other kids who are better yeah. than him and it's hard for him to take. So where's the line? That's what I'm asking. Where's the line? I think 50-50 is as, as good as you can do, really. 50-50? I, I think so, but obviously not alternate. Win-lose, win-lose. Win, ve- got to mix it yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. No, I make, I make it more subtle than that. And then eventually, there's an age where they just naturally are better than you at everything. Yeah, that's What's where that? I'm at. About that's where nine, I'm at now. Nine, ten? Well, he's yeah. 11. That's where I'm at now. There's, there's, there's three yeah. things that have happened recently in the last few weeks that I've realised mm. that the era of him being a child is now over. There's the thing where yeah. he can now start beating me on games easily. Mm. There is... Uh, the thing where the ice cream van comes and he's not excited anymore. Really? Yeah, that's 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 fucking crushed me. That's happened the last couple of weeks. Fuck me, I get excited when I the do. ice cream van yeah. comes. One came round a minute ago. Yeah, no excitement when the ice cream van comes. And the third one was absolutely no desire for an Easter egg egg hunt this this weekend. Seriously? No, it's it's finished. It's over. Fucking hell, that must be pretty depressing in I'm a way. But it. also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's the it's youngest. It's a shame, but a lot of the things, especially the ice cream van and the um, Easter egg hunt, in a way, it is a shame, but they are a pain in the ass. So probably, you know, best, the Easter egg best hunt left is, in the past. But, you know, if, if the ice cream van comes, I, you know, I'll have one as well. If he's going to go and get one, Mate, I'll go The ice cream van comes. You remember that feeling where, like, where I live now, the ice cream van pulls up quite conveniently near my front door. But where, where I grew up, it was a bit round, round the corner, but you could still hear it, and the fucking mania that would sweep the house yeah. as you started rummaging around, trying to get your mum to get her purse out to give you yeah. money. You had to negotiate, but you had to do speed negotiating. Find your shoes. And you had to sort of remain... Yeah, but then sometimes you couldn't find shoes. You'd be yeah. running out with all sorts, odd shoes, yeah. feet stuck into your mum's shoes, sometimes barefoot, and you'd get a bit of glass in your foot or something. You wouldn't care. <laughs> You wouldn't care. I think that, like, you know, just as, like, um, mothers, as they give birth, they somehow, some mental sort of thing kicks in where they can override the pain because like what they're doing... serenity. Yeah. Yeah, they're, in, they're, what, they're on a mission, right? And nothing can stop them. And so they overcome all manner of pain. Uh, that's like me then and probably still now, hmm. if an ice cream van comes around, you'll do anything, won't you? You'll and- run out front door... There's dirty needles, yeah, broken glass, glass deal with vomit, it. dog shit. Yeah. You're running through the lot of it. You couldn't yeah. care less. You want that fucking ninety nine? Yeah, of course you do. Do you call do you call strawberry sauce? <clears throat> do you call it monkey's blood down there as well? No. Oh, it must be a northern thing then. Ninety nine yeah. with monkey's blood, please. Yeah. <laughs> we go. Chuck a bit of donkey piss on there, will you, squire? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is donkey piss? I don't know. We don't know. We just say red sauce. Red sauce. There we go. Another reason why the North's Something better. Something like that. All right. Um, 
Shall we look at some bullshits and stuff like that and stuff from yeah. the mailbag? Yeah. Because that's kind of why we're here. Yeah. And we've pissed about for 15 minutes. Um, what you got? I've got one from Rob. And he says, I wanted to share with you my favourite bullshit from a lad I went to college with. Classic bullshit machine. Every Monday he would tell us stories about how he drank 10 to 15 pints at the weekend and ended up in a fight with bouncers, stroke SAS, stroke private security, stroke ninjas, mm. etc. And always came away unscathed. Always ending with a classic line, you should see the other guy. One Monday he walked yeah, into course. college with his T-shirt sleeves rolled up and what I can only describe as a bubblegum tattoo. The ones you hold a wet sponge onto and then peel the paper off. He I had love this, those. Yeah, he had this on his shoulder, some Chinese symbol or other. He then went on to tell us he'd had 15 pints, etc., etc., and ended up befriending some professional tattooist who gave him the tattoo for free. Me and my mates were wondering how he was going to keep the bullshit up as we knew as soon as he had a shower or pulled his sleeves down, the thing would scrub off. Anyway, it turned out that because he had, in inverted commas, such strong skin... The ink had worked its way out of his body and dribbled out onto his pillow overnight without leaving a trace on his arm that had ever existed. Amazing stuff. <laughs> so he'd had a tattoo and his, his skin was so strong. He's, he's, he's basically, his body rejected the tattoo in the same way that you could yeah. reject the liver after a transplant. It rejected the tattoo and it dribbled out of his skin. And then uh, Rob also adds... To be fair to this guy, he did used to somehow get hold of big bags of fake pound coins and distribute them between our friendship group. <laughs> these these coins were usually silver or green in colour, but would work in vending machines or in poorly lit pubs and clubs. We never asked where he got them, but we were always grateful of a few free chocolate bars or a drink, and it made putting up with his bullshit a bit easier. So that's a nice ending. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. Right. What we've got here is, let's see, uh, there's slim pickings this week, so you're going to have to up your game, canters. Um, lots of people writing about times that they shat themselves. Which, to be honest, I'm just not in the mood for. I mean, <laughs> not that the know. sun's out. Summer seems to be on its way. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a winter story, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, self warmth. Um, this is a sad story from Craig Lewis. It says, "When I was a kid, my mate's older brother got a Germany shirt. He really wanted a name on the back of it, but it was two pound a letter, so he couldn't afford the likes of Klinsmann or Schweinsteiger. So he asked his little brother for advice." My mate wasn't really interested in football, but he casually supported Arsenal. So we told him to get Carnu on the back of it. 
The brother then rushed off to JJB to get it done. He only found out that his money-saving scheme had backfired when he showed his mates, and they ripped the shit out of him for getting a Nigerian player's name on a Germany shirt. It still gets brought up now. And at his stag do this year, he had to wear a Germany shirt with Carnu on the back of it. <laughs> it's sad, isn't it? It is. We shouldn't but... really love that. He just couldn't afford a proper German name. Well, maybe, but he should have done his research. It shouldn't have been so gullible. Or just gone without a fucking name. Yeah. I mean, who needs a name? I got... Um, have you ever got a name on the back I've of a shirt? I've never had a name on the back of a shirt. Ever. I... I... Well, in the early days of Premier League, when play, when teams first started signing glamorous foreigners, mm. West Ham were slow to get into that market, certainly to sign anyone who you'd actually heard of. But it was only shortly after the 94 World Cup when Romania had had a very good team. Yeah. Dumitrescu signed for Tottenham and looked a really good player, but then fell out of favour when they switched managers. And West Ham signed him, and it was quite a surprise that we'd signed him. And although at Tottenham he had really kind of just turned out to be a classic dis and that Pablo Canugo type figure, you know, like a yeah. playboy who was more interested in nightclubs than playing, I was so excited by the fact that we had signed a player who was famous from the World Cup. Yeah. That I went straight to Upton Park that evening because it was one of those ones where we signed him in the afternoon. He was making a debut that evening. Wow. And I went to the little porter cabin that used to pass for the club shop. And I got fucking a shirt. I bought a shirt and I bought Dumitrescu for the back yeah. of it at a pound a fucking letter. Jesus. I mean, What's that when I was a student, quid? I probably blew a fucking month's shopping money, right? <laughs> Groceries money on it. And the fucker was, he got injured in his second game and then didn't play for about a year, so the shirt was completely pointless. So that's 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 because they chucked him in. They signed him in the afternoon, they chucked him in. That doesn't happen anymore. Players normally get yeah. they get like a week to acclimatise. They you know, buy a goldfish in the bag and you've got to yeah. put the bag in the water for an hour before you let the fish into the water to let it acclimatise. Yeah, I the was water. reading I was reading something the other day where someone was talking about when West Ham got relegated in about 2004. It was the team that had, you know, Joe Cole and Michael Carrick and, and all these, Jermaine Defoe, and it was a team that everyone said was too good to go down, but it did. Yeah. And we had to have a fire sale, right? Yeah. And we sold all these players off uh, to the extent that oh, so many players had left. Are you playing with something first... on the table again there? Have you got a coin there again? Yeah, like sorry, you did mate. Last episode? Just having a little fiddle with some metal. Could you not... A little bit of metal fiddling going on there. I thought that they might, the listeners might like it. No, it's like an audio bed. Uh, well, it, we'll put it out there as a Twitter poll. Do you like metal fiddling yeah. on Top Flight Time Machine? Do you like metal fiddling sounds or no sounds or other? Yeah, and we'll just make our own minds up. Um, Carry on. Do you like the sound of a rummaging, b metal fiddling, <laughs> or c indecipherable other. noise? Um, oh, I can't remember what the fuck the I was talking about. The fire sale at West Ham. The fire sale. Apparently, on the first day, when the season approached, we were so short of players because we'd sold so many that we were on our way to someone like Preston away for the first game of the season. And we'd bought Neil Miller off of Liverpool Jesus. over the phone, right? <laughs> and Rang up he, and ordered him. It, honestly, he met us at the services on the way. So the team coach is going up to Preston, right? And he's waiting at fucking Nutsford Services or somewhere. And we just stop and pick him up and he gets on the coach with his boots. And then he's on the bench and comes on and plays the final, like, 30 minutes of the game. Can't be good for him, can it? No, definitely not. That reminds me when fantasy football first started. 
And I used to, I used to do fantasy football with me and my mates. There was like six of us who used to do it, and we had a league. And this yeah, was pre- that was good. That was the good fantasy football when you had a league with just your mates. But this was pre-internet, so what you had to do was you had to yeah. ring them up and fax do your team cheat. No fax. Yeah, yeah, you had to ring them yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring a number and tell them who you were taking out your team and who you were putting in. Go, Hello, fantasy I football put in An- I want to put in Andy Townsend. Yeah, right, and I want to take out Ian Bishop. Yeah, right. And they, they used to have a massive switchboard full of them ladies that used to work on the switchboards, like just after the World War, and they they plug. The cables into the holes. Yeah, fancy football. Would you like the team change? Yeah, that was that was fucking. That was about the same time. That was ninety four, ninety three. Pre internet. It was bloody brilliant. Different times. Um, Different times. I've got an email here from James McMullen, and it's entitled "Stray Woman Attack," and he says, (laughs) "I was the victim of a stray woman attack." He says, "I went downstairs and made some dinner." and ate it. I was about to walk upstairs when I noticed a handbag and a small rug thrown in the corner near the stairs. I thought it was my mum's as she went babysitting and might have rushed away and dropped her bag in the hall. I was going to my bedroom and there was a figure lying on my bed. Scared the hell out of me. I slowly walked over and gently shook her while saying loudly, Hello, you are in the wrong house. (laughs) He says, I eventually woke her up and asked who she was looking for. She replied, I'm looking for myself. Any smokes? <laughs> she, she then said, go away, give me some space. And for a second, I walked away and thought, the stranger sleeping in my bed wants to be left alone. Fuck that. It's a bit like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, isn't it? It's fucking madness. He's had his dinner, and there's a stranger in his bed. He says, I rang my dad to help me with the drunk and probably high woman just so kept everything calm and safe, etc. Plus, I was in my dressing gown and didn't want her having flashbacks of waking up with me over her. Uh, turns out she was meant for the neighbours, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and it was unbeknownst to them that she was even in the area. So she's turned up to visit, gone in the wrong house, off her nut, and got on this lad's bed for a bit of a kip. There was a story in the paper that a few people tweeted us about that was like this last week as well. Drunk man um, woke up in wrong bed in or Ireland. something. Yeah, stray man. Woke up in wrong bed, said, where the fuck am I? Yeah. Well, this was, um, he sent this a month ago, so this is preempted that. And he said her son was yeah. even next door as well. So I don't know whether it was his, it was the son's mum and she'd come to visit, but she was off her face. Uh, he says, our doors are now locked. Sorry for the length of the story. I even left stuff out. Well, that was quite a brief story Good. compared to some of the fucking uh, oh, God, marathons some of them, that we get. Like, they've got... They've got promising titles, some of yeah. them. But, like, I'll be honest, like, some, we might be missing gold because now I choose some just on the basis of their length. Exactly. Alone. Same here. Yeah. I mean, Bear that, in mind, I mean that, that moment where the bloke sort of thought, I better leave the stranger alone. I don't <laughs> want to bother them. Getting thrown out your own house. I mean, thrown out my own house. I was once, I've, I've got a cousin, an Italian cousin, who's very senior this and that. I mean, yeah. very, very. He might as well. When I picture him in my mind, and we've been very close since, like, we were toddlers, right? But even if I think of him back then, he has always got an undone bow tie and a martini in his hand, right? Yeah. Always, from childhood. And we were on my stag weekend, uh, and we were and we were in a hotel room. We'd been to a nightclub that was in the hotel, in the basement of the hotel. Yeah. And we'd all gone back to, like, after the club, back to my hotel room for, you know, drinks and blah, blah. And, of course, Id, this and that, Id brought a girl back from the club. He's a good-looking lad, and he will always bring a girl back in those days, right? Yeah. 
And so there's quite a few of us in the room. And he has immediately, like, is sitting on the bed, on my double bed with her. And as everyone's drinking and chatting or people dancing, having a laugh, more and more, he's canoodling that has started with him just flirting a little bit, maybe toying with her earlobe. You know, like the Italians do. They've yeah. got all sorts of fucking tricks, haven't moves. they? Moves, yeah. Yeah, they've got all sorts of fancy moves. And he's pulling them all out. And I've got half an eye on it, but I'm not really paying much attention. Until it gets really late, you know, with like three in the morning or something. And slowly, one by one, all of my guests drift away. And in the end, it's just me in my hotel room. <laughs> With my Italian cousin, Signor Dissendat, very close to going the whole nine yards with this girl he's met in the nightclub on my bed. Both of them seemingly completely oblivious to the fact I'm there. So what did I you stood do? there really. I, well, I stood there awkwardly, shuffled about, cleared my throat in a very yeah. English way. <clears throat> you got like, bear in mind, we were in America, right? So we got one brash New York lady. And one swarthy Italian this and that man. Yeah. And then one very awkward Englishman in me. <clears throat> I say. <clears throat> <laughs> and they didn't give a fuck. They, that, whether they heard me or not, there was nothing going to stop them. So I go, oh, I suppose I'll uh, give you a bit of privacy. <laughs> and Signor this and that just goes, yes, thanks. Like that to me. No apology. <laughs> so I walk out of this hotel room at three in the morning and just stand there in the hallway. Right. And I look up and down the hallway and I haven't got any shoes on. I'm just in my socks. <laughs> it and was thought, at this point. I thought, what the fuck? It was at this point man. I was a stray man. I thought to myself, what the fuck am I doing? I thought, <laughs> oh, what am I going to do? Uh, what am I going to do now? And for a split second, a bit like a split second thinking, I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll just go down to reception and book another room. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I bet they've got yeah. other rooms. I'll just, I'm really tired, so I'll just book another room and then I'll get some shut eye. Yeah. And I started walking towards the lift. And then I caught myself more or less thinking, yeah, I'll get a room. That way I can have a nice sleep in private and my cousin can be left in peace to have sexual intercourse with that lady he's just met. Yeah. Right, in my room that is costing me about $200 a night. <laughs> And then it dawned on me, what the fuck's happened is he's just thrown me out my own hotel room. <laughs> so I go back and I knock on the door almost nervously. And he answers the door. He's Who like is this. It? And knock, knock, knock. No answer. Knock, 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 knock. No answer. Knock, knock, knock. Hello, <laughs> um, who is it? Who is it's it? me. It's Sam. This is, this is him, right? What do you want? <laughs> answer the fucking door. He answers the door and just pokes his head around. He's obviously got no top on, right? And I go, he goes, what? And I go, I need to get back in my room. And he goes, but I am with someone. I said, I fucking know you're with someone. You're going to have to fucking find some other room to take her to. If there's rooms available, you you take them. And he you went, fucking oh. do it. Yeah, and he was like, oh, okay. And then he just walks back in. You hear mutter, mutter, mutter. And then they just walk out. His arm round her. He's like, he's sort of buttoning up his shirt again. His arms around her. She giggles and says, thank you. Like that. I just go back in my room, go to bed. Livid. Chill out, I mean, pussycat. just got another room. But that is, just watch yourself around Italians because they will mind trick you. Yeah, it can easily you, happen. If you stand, I mean, it was only because we were relatives, I think, that we we're blood relatives and that he would have had to answer to his mother, my aunt. Yeah. But he would have killed me mm. because although we're close and, you know, I think, I like to think he loves me and I love him and I think that if you stand between an Italian man and... And a portion. 
then they will kill you with their bare hands yeah. if they have to. Yeah. And I could see a look in his eye when he answered, when he answered the door to me and I was stood there bedraggled, mm. more or less begging to get back into my own hotel room. I could see a, a moment in his eyes. They went yeah. dark like a shark's yeah, eyes, yeah, yeah. like a killer's eyes. And he was thinking, I'm going to rip this bloke's throat yeah. out. It's like how they say you should, never, you should never interfere with a dog when it's got a ball of meat. It was exactly like yeah, that. Yeah. So I got away lightly. So just be warned, I suppose, is what I'm saying yeah, to all the campers out one. there. Just a quick email before we go. Uh, this is from yeah. Jamie. Me and my mates were about 16 or 17, and on one of our first ever nights out, we were sat in the booth in the corner of a bar, just happy to have got in. A 50-something man, who has since been known in our group as <clears throat> NHS Dave, came over to us came over to us looking like he was on the verge of going straight he pulled out a fiver and gave it to my mate saying soft lad go get the lads around in stealing his seat as he did so intimidated we allowed him to sit with us he had MCFC tattooed across his knuckles in the wonkiest letters I've ever seen so much so that the C was almost horizontal he told us that his name was Dave and asked if we were some sort of them pretty boys me <laughs> Me, panicking and not knowing what to say to him, asked, What do you do for a living, mate? He replied, NHS, mate. You? (laughs) There was not a chance he had a respectable living, so I didn't pry any further and told him I was a student. This was followed by another 30 seconds of silence till my mate came back with one pint. That's not going to go very far, is it, dickhead? He said... (laughs) I love this bloke. Not interested in the fact that he only gave him a fiver and pints cost £4. He told us that he was in York on a stag do. This is where it was, in York. Uh, But he had left his mates because they were all boring cunts. (laughs) 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 He he then asked if if we wanted to go to a strip club with him, to which we hesitantly told him we couldn't as we were meeting some girls soon. He told us to fuck... No, thank you. No, we're going to meet some girls. He told us he told us to fuck off and then walked away taking the pipe with him. Fuck off then. Right, hey, <laughs> fuck hey, off then. You, hey, you wanna to come to a strip club or what? No, no thanks, we're meeting some girls in it. <laughs> fuck off then. It's a TTFN. He says, I have no evidence of NHSD of being straight that night, but I would bet my life that he slept outdoors. <laughs> I think he might be full-time stray NHS, he might Dave. Be. We should go down to York and have a look for him in one of our yeah. video projects. So there we are. That's from Jamie. Thanks for that, Jamie. Lovely. Right, that's it from good this stuff. one. Yeah, it's um, been good. It has. I've enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, it's been a lot but of fun. listen, guys, get them coming in. We've had a lot of stories about people shitting their pants. <laughs> We've had quite a lot of stories about wanking. I don't even remember us asking for those. <laughs> we probably did, I though. don't. You probably I did. don't. But for some reason, people have listened to us going, yeah, send us your stories of bullshit or stories of dads on roofs or funny dads <laughs> yeah, um, or times that you went stray and someone and everyone has gone, hey, brilliant, I'm going to send them a story about a great wank I had once. <laughs> no, no one asked for that. All right, fine, be like that. I'll tell you a story about the time I shat myself then. <laughs> no, we don't want that either. They're both disgusting. Oh, dear, you're boring cunts, aren't you? Um yeah, you want to I'll, go to a strip club? No, well, fuck off fuck then. Fuck off then. If anyone wants to suggest any new categories, you know, by all means, go for it. We might consider them and, and implement them. Um, yeah. We haven't had enough dad on roof stuff, but there was a tweet on Sunday where someone called Jarvis Cockup referred us to a tweet from someone called Evie M. Thompson, and where she said, uh, how's everyone's Easter Sunday? My dad just fell off a ladder. <laughs> 
so that that's kind enough of thing. for me. Yeah, but she said he's fine. Like, to be fair, yeah, go on. He said he's fine, by the way, just some sore scratches and probably some bruising. So that's all right. Yeah. He didn't well, die or anything. You, got, you know, you got to get, if you're not a real dad, unless you've got a bit of an injury on bank holiday. Yeah, of course, um, that's what it's for. You, uh, last week we did have the story of the, um, on last Friday we did have the story of the dad who was duped by a rogue vet into yeah. digging a grave for his own dog. As the dog so watched. So that goes quite long. More stuff like that. Just strange dad behaviour. We're, we're all for it. So get yeah. in touch with that. Fewer bodily functions and bodily yeah. fluids. All right, then. Thanks for listening. Ta-da. TTFN. Bye-bye. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns